Hey guys, Richard here. Wanted to give you a quick notice that unfortunately there were some issues with our audio files during this podcast, which resulted in our voices being deepened. Either case, the podcast is still listenable and I hope you enjoy. Hi guys, thank you for joining us to another episode of Other People's Shoes. Today we are joined by our good friend Gisep, who is a long-time friend of ours since high school. What splits Gisep from most of our high school friends is that Gisep had a shocking revelation in that he was about to become a father in the year 2011 at the age of 22. He was just attending university at the time and did not have a full-time job. This was obviously a very challenging time for him and his girlfriend at the time to prepare for the future. Before I start, I am joined as usual by my co-host Chris, aka Piglet, and Werner, aka Seawerns. Thank you for joining us, Gisep. I know that before we get into it, you wanted to ask the guys a specific question. I didn't know there was a damn question. (laughs) First of all, thanks for having me on. And this question stems from the last episode that I watched. When you guys are talking about COVID-19 and you guys are talking about, do you guys scrunch or do you fold? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This has been playing in my mind the whole week. Please tell me (laughs) you're a folder. We've got a folder in the mix, man. (laughs) Even now. First of all, first of all, I'm I'm Team Rich. Yes. I cannot scrunch. You guys are fucking barbarians. That's why. Yeah, <laughs> I need to address that point. But yeah, go on. Okay, so I'm picturing it out now, right? So when you're scrunching, it doesn't that doesn't that feel like you're just smothering the whole thing? <laughs> <laughs> this no, is no, exactly no. it. I, 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 no, this is exactly it. I literally, all right, man. Let when's let me step in first. When I get knocked yeah, out, you're next. You paintbrush your ass. Think about this. You literally paintbrush your ass. Rob, what do you want about? <laughs> the folders, it's a flat surface. You're literally pushing it into your ass and smearing it all over your cheeks and asshole. Scrunches, dude, it's all, it's got angles, bruh. Like it's all different <laughs> sizes and shit. The shit comes off onto the paper. Like it's off the ass. Y'all are pushing right. it onto the ass, scraping the shit off, smearing it everywhere. And you're calling us <laughs> barbarians? All right. Bruh, this is okay. evolution, dude. Hey, hey, Gasev's got something to say. How many? Okay, all right. So context. All right, context is key. How many squares are you using? I don't know, bro. Like, <laughs> we're not using that much. Telling rival man, we're not using that much. Rivals like he uses three squares and shit. I'm like, bro, that's Gisef, psychotic. I tell you now, <laughs> that's psychotic, fucking... man. I just pull until it seems right. They're barbarians, man. They fucking don't they don't even know how to count. They're just grabbing fucking stones and leaves and they're wiping their ass with it. Right, you're the one me. counting on your fingers like one, two, I, three, I thought I, I can just look at it. I already know how many I need. I thought I was the odd one. And then everyone outside that listened to that podcast told me their folders. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm straight up with, I don't know how I got grouped up with the two scrunches on earth. <laughs> People don't know how to count their <laughs> roles and shit. <laughs> Bro, think about it this way. Not everyone out there can be a genius. You're the sheep. <laughs> Y'all are the sheep, all doing the same shit. 
me and Wern's out here on some next level shit. All right, <laughs> That's it, man. And you know how it is. Like, I've got to represent, you know, scrunches represent. Like, the way it is is that, like, it's there's an art form to it, right? It's, we're not actually barbarians, you know? Like, I've done I the whole. I've done, a, I've done both of them over the years. But, dude, like, when you have the leverage with a scrunch, trust me, it's all about, like, experimenting and finding out what works best for you. And if, my, if it gets my ass clean, it gets my ass clean, bro. So, there you go. Oh, this is deep. Shout out. Good job. Good question, bro. Let's move on. I got one more question. So after, <laughs> right. after, after that first wipe, are you are you throwing that toilet in that, that, that tissue in the toilet or are you coming back up for seconds? <laughs> oh dude, if that's if that's the folding question you're coming up with, then definitely you guys are gonna be using more toilet paper there. Hey, because if it's just one scoop, then you know. Uh, Wait, zero double scoop? Whoa. <laughs> I ain't bro, angles. All right. Oh, you're serious. Bruh, I don't know. I might have to jump team up in this <laughs> Okay, I'm the Bavarian. I'll take it, bro, for the boys. <laughs> when, when took it to another level. <laughs> this is too much. All right, I got to I gotta go back into, before we put off everyone and everyone starts gagging on what we're talking about, we got to stare it back. Um... <laughs> I can't get rid of this. This is terrible. This is terrible. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, I'm very thrown off for it. I'm <laughs> good. Jeez. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I guess the first question uh, comes from Chris. Tell us a little bit about your current life uh obviously what what you're happy to share with us uh pretty much an open book man like life is good i mean not now because of the because <laughs> of corona but <laughs> yeah. I, pretty breezy i mean like uh, yeah. your son's growing up all healthy uh you, your wife is quite happy and your guys are all right all, so, so she's, as a family she's, yeah we're not married yet so that, oh that's, okay that's, sorry that's, that's soon to come um yeah 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 so yeah so he's good healthy um you know i mean you go through everything like 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 everybody else does but i can't complain you know he's a he's a state champ wrestling Holy so crap, really yeah that's my guy yeah so I'm, I'm proud of him he's he's doing well um man can't complain sounds great so chris you had a uh, the first question right man see I don't know if y'all got, like, everyone out there knows, but Giuseppe's my guy, man. So we go back, like, way back and shit, like all of us here in this podcast. So pretty much anyone who's listened to our other podcast will know, like, we're all, like, pretty much big-time gamers who grew up on that stuff. But I think for Giuseppe, we used to play some games back in the day, Counter-Strike and that, but that was kind of taken away from you when um, all of a sudden you have, like, all these responsibilities and stuff, man. you got Little Man coming up got to do some raising fathering so tell me how that was man like all of a sudden having to to be like grown up and like everyone else you uh, everyone around you is like still a boy to be honest man like like it's all about perspective man like you can't okay especially for my situation and it's not that unique a lot of people go through it like you know you you're about to have a kid no job like nothing in your bank account like you you, you can't be thinking about I'm missing out on, you know, other people, like other people playing games and I can't do the, you know, that stuff, the the stuff that I'm 
normally used to doing. It's more like taking it day by day sort of thing at the start. Um, man, to be honest, I just forgot. I, I forgot the question. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> can I, can I uh, rephrase it a bit? What was the first things that went through your mind when you found out that uh, your your girlfriend was pregnant? Man, all right, so, okay. So when I found out, I called Chris that day. Yeah, I still remember that. So I remember this day very, very vividly, right? So in college, working casually, like, like you know, like just doing stupid, immature stuff that a 22-year-old would do, you know? Um, and by, by the way, at that point, I had already dropped out of college. So prior to that, I had dropped out of UWS. So I wasn't exactly making the right choices leading up to this. So, um, yeah, I just remember, like, uh, going to MacArthur Square, taking Audrey there. She wanted to go for lunch. I had no money, so we ended up having lollies for lunch, right? <laughs> both eat, we're both eating lollies. We're feeling sick, so like, like, all right, let's let's uh, let's go back to her crib, right? And so, you know, I'm sitting on her driveway on the curb, like finishing off the rest of the lollies, and then she obviously, she all of a sudden, you know, says to me, um, "I'm pregnant," <laughs> and I, I literally burst out laughing, right? Like, not funny, haha, more like, oh shit, my life's over. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's scary and and like a dick like like you know but super necessary i tell her take another test you know? <laughs> she yeah she goes back inside while she's inside i call chris i'm like bro my life is cooked it's done stick a fork in me like and she comes back outside with another positive test i go home I, i'm pretty sure i ignored her for like two weeks straight <laughs> so yeah that was my reaction like i mean just you know. Yeah, I can I can understand that's quite very shocking news to hear. It's at quite a young age as well. I can't really imagine where our mentalities were at the time. I can definitely tell you that looking back was nowhere near as mature as I was then as I am now. Um I'm fair to say that all of us are pretty similar. Just to move along with that as well, like uh did you ever, it's kind of a bit of a controversial question, but ever think about not going ahead with this? Um, it wasn't necessarily like uh, seriously thinking about, uh, um, like, can we abort, you know? It wasn't, it wasn't ever about that. I can say, though, there were plenty of jokes thrown around. You know what I mean? Like, uh, just immature shit that they would say. But um, in hindsight, I, I, I don't think that was ever an option on the table. I mean... I mean, it's not really my choice, but, you know. Now, looking at it all, you're quite happy with how things all turned out, correct? <laughs> yeah, man. Like, you can't really you can't really picture, like, eight years differently. It, it's kind of gone, like, in a flash for you, you feel? Yeah, days are long, man, like, sometimes, but, like, especially, you know, like, trying times. But, yeah, I, I feel like it's gone quick, man. Like, it, it's, it's weird, like, saying that I got an eight-year-old about to turn nine. You gotta tell us, man. Like, how did you how did you confront your parents, man? How did you confront her parents, dude? Because her parents, as far as I remember, they're pretty like traditional, right? Oh man, I was shitting bricks. So uh, I don't know the exact plan, but I know that we told my parents first, and then we were gonna tell um, her. So like, uh, I, I just remember one day we were home. You know, I told my mom and dad to come to the study room, and you know, obviously, like my mom's not an idiot. She's being told to come to you know, to talk to us and like we have an announcement. So, but yeah, my dad was full on oblivious. So straight away, my mom knew that oh, I got her pregnant. Um, 
yeah, like I, I, I told her, she was, you know, quite happy, but, you know, had a healthy concern. Like, my dad just straight up walked out. Damn. Like, didn't, didn't say nothing. And, like, obviously, you know, from face value, I'm like, oh, man, like, he did not take that well. And then, you know, obviously, after the half-hour chat that I had with my mom, I, I went outside to see what he was doing. He was washing dishes. He was hosing the plants. He was mowing the lawn. Like, he looked frantic. Like, he looked like... He was trying to keep busy so he doesn't have anything to deal with, you know, with what's going on. And then later finding out that that he feels like he has to do that so he can make way and and room for this for this child. So it was like, yeah. Um, telling Audrey's parents, her mom was happy. I mean, this is prior to her hating my guts, by the way. And you know, she, <laughs> she's happy she gets her first grandkid. And, you know, Audrey's dad is like, all right, sure. Man, a few words didn't really say much, but leading up to that, that was that was scary as fuck. Was that like probably like one of your scariest moments throughout all of life? Uh, yeah, man. I mean, like having like you know when you're a kid and like you did some shit wrong and you know your parents are gonna find out. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the exact feeling. Like that's... I can't hide from you. Uh, did you have any like steps or plans moving forward from that point onwards? Like, when did you f- figure out? I need to do certain things um, or, or steps or else this thing's quickly going to spiral into a crazy or whatever. Is this going to leave your control? I think this was the, so I mentioned that, that when Audrey first told me, I was like, I was a ghost for two weeks. <laughs> you know, that was like me. That was my, you know, mental preparation trying to deal with it. That was, you know, obviously at first it was like, I just want to get away. But in, in those two weeks, you know, I first time in my life I ever brainstormed, you know, I ever picked up a book willingly, like uh, voluntarily, um, read about all that stuff, you know, just um, so that was my that was my little preparation right there. Like I, I took that two week hiatus just like just to brainstorm and just think, can I do this? What are the pros and cons? You know, like. Yeah. I remember you also went hard on that job hunting, man. Like I saw like a new side of you, dude. Like I remember you were doing interviews like crazy. You were working yeah, everywhere. Man. I remember I got a job at uh, the Shirley Post and it was like uh, riding the, the electrical bikes, like just to deliver, you know, deliver mail. And, oh, um, wow. Those guys uh, in the fluoro vests and the stuff. Yeah, man. And I could not do it because I was not coordinated with with both riding and signaling where I'm about to go. Like, I couldn't <laughs> do it. So, like, yeah, that was, like, my time to, like, job search and just get my shit together. Uh, what was kind of the most challenging things um, <clears throat> leading up to the birth of your son? Um. To be honest, there was nothing challenging. Nothing. nothing. Absolutely nothing. You know why? It just didn't sink in. Ah, like, all right. So there was that. There was that two-week period where it was like, "Holy shit, I'm pulling my hair out." And then after it was like, after, after I, you know, confidently and, you know, in a cocky way, thought, "Yeah, man, I'm well equipped to do this. I can do this." It was easy peasy, like leading up to it, because I just, it did not sink in. And I had that like delusional mindset that, that yeah, like if anyone can do it, I can do it. Yeah, fair enough. That makes sense. Let's move on a bit. When your son was born, could you describe how that all felt for you? 
yeah uh it's it's uh it's funny right like you know how so it's chaos in there right (laughs) (laughs) i hear stories yeah yeah paint the picture bro no don't paint the picture okay you know what i have to a little bit it's like blood and gore and guts and shit and like when he he didn't come out just like he didn't fly out he just i remember a period of time it was like just his his upper body was out and all i could picture was him beating his chest like like i'm here like motherfucker like, take me out yeah Tim like khan's it, got nothing on me it was just chaos man it was just and like when he came out it was just like you know it, it's funny because like not everything sunk in at once you know like I remember, like three instances when it did. So like w- when he was first born, like I, you always, you always get this notion, like oh man, like is, like you're gonna love the shit out of this kid, like as soon as he comes out. Nah, man, like it's it's more like, like I'm so tired right now, like sort of thing, and like, like you don't know what to do, you don't know, you know. Well, that's that's at least how I felt. Um, but yeah, like just. Just to uh, elaborate, uh, it, not everything sunk in at once. I just remember, th- like, specifically three three instances where it did. What was the second and third? Um, That's it. Right, so, you're happy to share that. Is. <laughs> well, it, it, it's gonna make me sound like a dickhead, but like, <laughs> I'm more than happy. But I'm just uh, sorry. We got uh, Chris and Werner yeah. here. They already sound like dickheads because they <laughs> scrunched their fucking toilet rolls. Here we go. Uh, yeah. Hey, bro, I already got the title already because Chris uh, already backed down, so it's on me now, man. So I'm, I'm, I may sound like Barbarian number one, right? So, so uh, yeah, so he comes out, and and I guess it has. I mean, it didn't really sink in because you know, my brother Sid, his kid was born three weeks prior, right? And and so it never really felt like, oh man, I got a kid, like. It's like it never felt like I was alone in it, cause I, you know, my sister had had a kid eight months prior, and then my Sid had a, uh, and my brother Sid had a kid three weeks prior. So it was like, you know, hadn't sunk in. Like uh, it's sort of like out of body experience sort of thing. Like, um, just sort of going through the motions. Like, and two weeks, sorry, two months later. All right. So, and 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 just let me preface this story, cause um. I think it's important. So Isaiah's first two months, I'm like the only person that can calm him down when he's crying. So that was like tough and tiring. And then, you know, so when Isaiah's two months old, Audrey goes to the Philippines for six weeks. You know, and it's like, oh. And, you know, and one of the reasons why it hasn't sunk sunk it in yet is because after two months, I've experienced, you know, life again. No baby mama, no kids, you know, free as a bird, right? And then... While Audrey is in the Philippines, she gets uh, dengue fever. Ooh. And I'm like, damn, she's going to die. <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm thinking like, oh, shit, man, I'm going to be a single dad. So that's like the second time that it sinks in. You know, like, but then, you know, obviously she recovers, you know, like still with like a week left to go until, you know, she comes back from the fields. And then I'm on cruise control again. Right. Because, you know, no responsibility, no nada. <laughs> Right, you know, and then Isaiah comes back and he's crying and crying, you know, just like our babies would. And I cannot, for the life of me, calm him down. Does not respond well to me. I'm I'm a stranger again, right? So it was a complete opposite 
from when he came back to when he was born, you know, and now that reality is sort of, sort of sinking in to like, you know, and everyone's offering to help me, but I'm stubborn. I'm like, no, I've been here before. I can do this, but obviously I couldn't. Um, so yeah, so it, it didn't all sink in at once when it was born. So it was like multiple stages. Yeah, man, that's crazy, man. Especially, uh, I didn't know what got dengue fever, man. That would have been scary as hell. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm a bit uneducated here. Um, could you explain a bit about what dengue fever is, just briefly? So you get bitten by a mosquito. A mosquito is infected and, and spreads this virus. And th- this is how a lot of people die, in especially these uh, tropical sort of countries. Like, a lot of people die from this. And so... Like, and obviously when I heard about it, I didn't know what it was too. And then I'm, I'm at home, like looking up, like, like uh, everything about it, you know, casualty rates and all that stuff. And yeah, like she, apparently hers was bad. Like, uh, she went to a, she went to a GP and they diagnosed her with like a UTI. (laughs) Oh man, she got the combo. Yeah. So, so if it wasn't for her wanting to go out, because apparently she, they, they went out to the mall or something and then she fainted when she, you know, tried to get out of the car and then they, they took her to a real doctor in, in the city and they were like, yeah, you got dengue. Ah, and so she had, she needed the blood transfusions and all that stuff. Uh, oh man, that is scary, hey? I just did a quick Google search here. Um, so <laughs> symptoms are high fever, rash, muscle and joint pain. In severe cases is serious bleeding and shock, which can be life-threatening. Uh, there's a lot of other <laughs> symptoms that uh, basically you're just, for better words, uh, you need uh, medical assistance pretty badly. But I'm glad that uh, she really ended up recovering from it all. Well, with UTI as well, I've seen my fiance when she gets it. I thought she had a UTI. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. So, like, uh, the girl's got some oh, fight yeah, in her, man. So she's like, nah, I need a second opinion. Yeah, man. That's good. So you probably noticed what UTI kind of feels like because I think that's fairly common with females. Yeah, and yeah. Um, she realized, nah, this is completely something else. Yeah, that's pretty much. Um, given your, your status with how everything's turned out so far, uh, do you have any kind of advice for the guys out there that are kind of finding themselves in a similar situation or maybe, you know, just given birth recently? No, I mean, uh, just, I don't know, man. Like, uh... Let's just say if you were to give yourself advice uh, from now to your younger self back then at two, 2019, I mean, not 19, 2011, uh, what would you say? Um, I'm not sure I would give myself advice. I mean, like, yeah, there's there's the uh, there's the the obvious, like, uh, make sure you're financially, you know, ready. Make sure you have a stable job, etc. But man, like, these are growing pains, man. Like, like I I often think if I had all that shit ready, you know, and based on my personality, based on my personality, like, would I have been the the type of dad that I am today. I don't know, maybe not, but I just think that you sort of have to hit rock bottom and you just, I guess, guess, all right, if I have to give any advice, 
and make sure your rock bottom is 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 hit before the gig comes. And and the, the thing is, man, like I know Giuseppe pretty well, and I think so far we've talked about like the challenges and stuff. But people out there need to realize that actually, I find like Giuseppe's story is actually like a huge success story. Like the guy, it, it's not that like life was bad. Life was good, man. From everyone like around you, we're all looking at it. We're all like really impressed, bro. Like you, you made like a really great um, situation out of something that looked difficult from the outside in, and it really seemed like you became a new person instantly. Like listening to these stories, it, it's I'm like, yeah, wow, man. Like you, you actually went through some toughness, but from the outside in, no one could tell. And yeah, uh, yeah, like speak on. Uh, I don't know, like uh, you know, it's funny because uh, I have a, I have a coworker, who I'm gonna mention by the way, because I know she ain't gonna listen to this. Um, so, she, so her kid was, um, born I think partially deaf, and you know, like she's she's sharing it with everyone, like like you normally would. And you know everyone's sort of giving their like pity sort of thing, and it's and 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 it it ends up making um the news I think on Channel Seven or Channel Nine or whatever, and it's just like and it truly is a miracle story, all right. But I don't share that. I don't feel like I have that need to share these these sort of ups and downs. Like and and I, I'm going to do a bit of sharing now, only because we're talking about this. So Isaiah has. Um, epilepsy, all right. But you guys would have never known had I not sort of said anything. I've I've told Chris as well. Like, and you know we've gone through the hospital visits, the one week stays, we the the having to go through to uh, psychologists, the the doctor visits, etc. And like, so, and it's funny because I I never know how people sort of perceive my situation, and it's it's cool to know that all right that people actually do seem my situation and think, oh yeah, he's he's done okay. You yeah, know what I mean? Especially because I know your story, man. I, I've heard a lot about like what little man goes through, and it's like it's it's really inspiring. Like the fact that no one can tell. Like I imagine, uh, you know, even like even some other people in this podcast probably couldn't even tell. So you, you've done really well. It reminds me of this lyric that I know, like you and I, man, we used to listen to a lot of like hip hop growing up, and it reminds me of like a Nas lyric. I know you're feeling that now, and he says in one of nah, the songs, yeah. he's like, resurrect through the birth of my seed and live again. I really feel like you just like resurrected through the birth of like little man. Yeah, that, that quote, man, that, that resonates with me hard, man. Like, um, so what, what was the question? <laughs> no, it wasn't, wasn't really a question. It was more like, I, I think just speaking to your success. If I, if I had to elaborate elaborate more on that, like uh, like I think the reason why it resonates, because um, man, do you remember we watched this movie, Chris? Ah, oh, it's, it's on the top of my head. Um, Chris Rock. Yeah, yeah. Um, Down to Earth. Nah, nah. Nah, nah, nah. It's, it's, uh, he's got a wife, and um, he's like he's messing around with like someone from work. And... Uh I've watched this movie. Um, yeah, good um, movie, man. And oh. like. Let me do ah, a quick name, uh, Google search and I'll find out for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. While Richard's looking, I think I love my wife. That's, That's the, the one. one. Man. That's the one. There we go. Got a Werner. Because so so that Nas line sticks with me because it reminds me of a quote 
in that in that movie and and chris you know this quote right so um and i'm paraphrasing because it's like a life is short now nah, life right. is long yeah man. <laughs> that's, all, that's the quote that's the quote you know whatever yeah so whenever it says life is short i'm like man that's bullshit life is long you, you know you're not going to get struck by lightning you know, you're going to have to live with the choices that you make for the next 50 years, right? And so to me, that ties in with that um, that Nas quote, you know, like, uh, what is it? resurrect through the birth of my seed, right? So this whole thing is profound to me, man. So like, and, and luckily, you know, listening to Nas and watching that movie back in the day gave me so much perspective, right? And it's funny that you get perspectives from these movies. And yeah, so it links with that Nas lyric because like, I truly believe that we are a product of the environment, you know, that, that includes the people we're around, the, the people we look up to, um, genetics, how competent and inadequate our parents were in raising us. Mm. You know what I mean? So, so especially when having a kid, you're not just going to live with, with your decisions for the next 50 years. Like, nah, there's like a, like a trickle down effect that would travel on to your kid, his kid and their kids. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I just just knowing that, like, growing up, you know, I grew up with no skills. Let's face it, no skills whatsoever, like, no motivation. And, man, like, I cannot pass that down. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's quite quite in-depth. Sorry if I'm rambling, man. No, no, it's not. It's a a good insight on how everything uh, is kind of from your perspective. Basically, we don't really get that much of insight from much of the, the boys themselves because not everyone has been in the exact same shoes at all. Uh, most of us are still playing games or about... Well, I think this year is the golden year in the... <laughs> I don't know how to really put it after the coronavirus. Um, it's not even after, during coronavirus. Well, a lot of the boys are getting married this year, um, including myself. Uh, yeah, so it's you can tell that, that there's quite a significant gap between you then and uh, what's happening, like how all the the boys have kind of reached a point in their lives now. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's very very interesting. Uh, that said, um, word got around, and uh, I think one of the things that I did hear from all the boys was that in your uh, quest to kind of, uh, uh, I guess, live life again a bit more, uh, you took up boxing or fitness <laughs> in other words, right? So yeah. Uh, yeah, can you can you tell us about how that was like an outlet for you? Okay, so so it, it goes back to my, um, to, to what I said about growing up with no skill, right? Because I've always wanted to fight, right? But always been a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> really? I don't recall this. I don't recall this either. Man. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, so like, you know, raising this kid up, right? Like uh, with, you know, equipping him with a bunch of skills or at least a bunch of opportunities where he can, you know, acquire skills. I'm like, you know what? I need to start doing something. And when I started doing something, by the way, by the way, I let myself go tremendously when Isaiah was born, man. Like, like a twenty kilo weight gain. <laughs> I feel like that right now, man. Like I would wear hoodies in summertime. That's how bad it was. 
like no one gonna see these titties <laughs> <laughs> so like obviously I, I you know what do I want to do uh you know I've always played ball but um but boxing was always in the back of my mind like and then and then um I don't know I just I, I started getting good I started um I noticed that 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 people weren't beating me up in sparring anymore um like I wasn't getting you know bullied I was the aggressor I was like doing that and then um like even you know knocking out a few guys inspiring too like with 16 ounce gloves and then and then my coach saying that we need to uh that maybe we should um think about like you know just having an exhibition and then maybe a couple amateur fights if you want and obviously I'm like shitting bricks like no way um and then there was this whiteboard um in 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 one of the sessions um and then it said to like put your name down for like uh like it was like a few months ahead so i think it was like june and then and then the the fights the scheduled fights were scheduled for october november and december you know i put my name down um it said uh it said what weight do you want to fight at and obviously i'm still fat so i use that as motivation as well so to sort of lose weight and like sort of do something that I never got to do because growing up with no skill and also I mean having a kid, having a kid is like it fucks with your logistics because it's obviously you can't do things that you want to do all the time because you know you have a kid so I thought this is my opportunity lose some weight while doing it and that was that and now you're like one of the biggest nuggets that I know <laughs> Ever. <laughs> guys a gun, yo. Like, yeah, you know, hey, I, I got I got real like, skinny and real ripped, but my problem is that I just gain weight like like crazy. I've seen the pictures. You were like <laughs> bristly, dude. You were ripped, shredded. I had uh, an eight pack at one stage, man, but geez. not right now. Not during this coronavirus. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I recalled because uh, everyone was telling me and. Um, as everyone knows, I'm a bit of a, a fitness freak as myself, and I do martial arts myself. Um, I do have a question for you in particular in relation to all this. It's basically because you're sparring and all that, um, and I've been in sparring before, so I know how you feel, but uh, do you ever feel afraid because now that you have a son and all, uh, when you're sparring and with boxing in particular, did you ever feel afraid about the side effects of sparring? For instance, like the damage it might cause for you and the consequences of it now that it's not just affecting you, it's going to affect your family. Um, yeah, man, like, uh, I mean, not really, to be honest. I mean, like that, that's always in the back of your head, but I mean, it can those sorts of injuries and you know fatalities in some situations can happen like at any stage right but i would assume that it's more um more occurring for those who've been training their whole lives so 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 to answer your question simply not really but um but yes in a way that i would not want that for isaiah so like 
it yeah. brings me to an interesting point as well, because uh, how old is this Isaiah now? Eight years old. Eight years old. Uh, yeah, so uh, we do see a lot of the Instagram and the social media is doing a lot of uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu oh. and working yeah. out and stuff like that, on martial arts in particular. <laughs> it kind of, you know where I'm going with this, right? Like, <laughs> it's a bit contradicting <laughs> what you say. Yeah, you know what? You know what? Um, it is. It is in a way, especially at the start when he used to get just like, like uh, dropped on his head. Like, <laughs> oh, that would be very scary, man. The boy does but, wrestling, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and you know, I've heard things where it's like it's it's just as brutal. Um. Uh, he has competed. Um, it can get brutal, but um, I don't know, man. It's 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 what he likes to do. He he wants to be in the in the WWE. Oh. And, uh, and I always tell him, man, like like, I always say to him, do you real you do realize that a lot of the wrestlers on that show have wrestling back backgrounds, either in the Olympics or university or just have some sort of you know experience out, you know. So that's where he wants to go to. So you know, then. I'm cool with that. Can I, but I am I am against him boxing and Oh okay. Um yeah, just like straight up taking, you know, punishment to the head in the form <laughs> of like kicks and elbows and all that stuff. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. But uh I do wanna ask, especially since you talk about WWE, you haven't told him or ruined the illusion for him yet, have you? Um like I remember watching WCW nah. when it was out there. And I used to think all of that was like, uh, how do I put it? Like, they were actually fighting and stuff like that. You haven't ruined that for him, right? No, no, I won't, I won't bring it up. But <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that he thinks it's real. I just think that he, that what he sees in front of him is like, like, fuck yeah. Like, <laughs> shit is awesome, you know what I mean? <laughs> Good. Yeah. I don't know if y'all know, man, but Richard is one of the biggest WWF and WWE fans I've ever what? met. Ever met. <laughs> what? Ever. As if, man. That's, that's utter. You are so into that shit, man. You should link him up, Giuseppe, with Isaiah, bro. The, those two have a lot to talk about. Nah, man. That's, uh, maybe when I was in primary school, but nowhere yeah. near now. Yeah, you, all right, all right, all right. But who, who in the boys would be like that, though, Ribes? You know, like talk. I think TK, to be honest. And all TK? TK. Because TK, he's mentioning like John Cena and shit. And I'm like, who's this dude? Uh, he likes touching men and shit. I think he's going to get you back, bro. He's going to come back on the show. He's going to jump on the next one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I would not say I'm a, a, a big, especially the WWE. Or whatever it's called, WWE now. I I haven't followed it, but uh. All right, man. Yeah. I won't I won't bring up any old shit. I won't bring out any old shit. Wait, bring one story. One story. Sorry, just once. I want to hear where he gets this from. Bro, you literally used to wrestle every kid in school. Like I swear, you've touched every guy in school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, oh, oh. So into wrestling, dude. I anyway. Me and me and Richard met by wrestling. We literally like, <laughs> rumble, and then we became friends. Just, hey, just that's how men are, bro. We just like yeah. punch on and stuff and wrestle. Let's say brotherhood. 
a one funny story, and we'll probably expand on funnier stories as well. But one funny story that I'll never forget is <laughs> it's like this like I think me and Chris knew each other, but I don't know why he went to uh, the bathroom. Uh, when I think it about be the chocolate milk story, yeah, the chocolate milk story. <laughs> uh, and it sounds it sounds as homosexual as it, it might come out as first, but it doesn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All about that. Just like I don't know why, but we both were in, in the in the toilets, and I just I don't know why, but uh, I recall maybe the whole chocolate milk spilling on you or something. Or, yeah, we were sitting outside. I was drinking it. I didn't have the cap on. Probably spilt it all over myself. I was just laughing my ass off at Chris, and he takes it out of me by trying to kick my ass. And I, don't know, I just remember it distinctly for some weird reason. But it's like, like right, you literally followed me into the toilet. Like this happened. Obviously, you know, little kids sit <laughs> on the floor, like in the lunch area. I did, it happened there. I went to the bathroom to wash it off. This little motherfucker followed me to the bathroom, laughing all the way, echoing, oh, yeah. echoing throughout the whole bathroom. All I can hear is this guy's voice. Yeah, Clearly, and... I just skitzed it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame him. I, I honestly have no grudge whatsoever for him kicking my ass. <laughs> I would have done it myself. Wait, but, who, uh, yeah. who won? Who, actual punches thrown? I can't I remember wasn't... if it was like proper punches, yeah. but we did like proper wrestle. In in honest truth, like back then, kids throwing like a punch. Like I'm talking like this is not helicopter like, punch. Yeah, this yeah. is like your 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 punches are equivalent to like you just shoving someone hard. They're not like going to hurt anyone. Put it this way, Isaiah would have kicked both our asses like at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, in in your heart of hearts, who who won that? Hey, Easily, Chris, hands down. Like, I didn't even fight back. <laughs> I was just laughing. No, no, this you didn't was, even fight back. I was just I laughing back, bro. I was while you're beating him up. He was kicking my ass. Yeah, that's it. So it wasn't a fight. It was one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe you could say I won on the mental side. He won on the uh, physical uh, uh, side. Guard me for life, dude. <laughs> Chocolate milk is already the trigger. Know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, just oh man, just gonna go into a completely different tangent. It's probably a story for another time, but there was one other story where uh, Chris got into a fight with another kid at the school. Everyone surrounded it. He was being the shit out of the kid. I was a little shit, and I will admit this was completely coward move. The dude's on the floor, and I'm just like kick him, and then I ran. <laughs> But I was like, I got Chris's back. Throwing <laughs> <laughs> the like, Trust me, I feel like that's a complete. I fully agree with everyone up there. If they want to call me a coward for that, I fully agree, and I will not uh, encourage that at any point. Like it's just wrong. But <laughs> that was at the time where it was like, I got Chris back. You're starting a fight with my man, you know. Oh, that sounds Bill chocolate milk in his pants. <laughs> no, I got his back. That sounds funny. Like that's I don't know. That was the mentality then when we were in primary school. This is primary school. So this was like literally imm- immature shit, like to the beyond immature shit. Do you, but anyway. do you find? Um, I got a question for you, Giuseppe. Actually, on this topic, do you find that um, people don't mess with Isaiah? Like, do do his friends know that he he does wrestling and stuff? Like, kids don't mess with him, right? Ah oh, man! All right, so so 
you know, it's what like, I'm really big on. Don't use your shit on kids who don't know shit, right? Mm-hmm. But then there was this, this one instance, right? So, like, and I, I don't know if Isaiah is telling the truth when he tells me, like, someone. So, I just got back from India, like, three weeks ago. No, no, four weeks ago, right? And so, I bought all this, like, souvenir shit for him. And then one of one of the souvenirs was a, a uh, Avengers bottle. So, I, I gave it to him. He takes it to school the next day, wants to show off all his friends. I pick him up from school. I'm like, oh, where's your bottle? And he's like, oh, Sebastian took it. I'm like, hmm, all right. I didn't think anything of it. Told him, all right, make sure you come home with it tomorrow. Next day, doesn't come home with it. I'm like, hmm, all right, I'm going to your school. I'm going to find out what the fuck's going on, right? So here I'm thinking, like, that someone is picking on Isaiah, all right? So, um... Because he's not the type to, you know, to fucking tackle some kid, throw him on his head. But he did ask me, like, um, in he he goes in any circumstance, can I use my jujitsu at school? And I said, no. And just because he had asked me that, I'm like, I'm thinking maybe this, like, maybe something did happen. But I don't think he's the type to um to advertise that he's doing any of that extracurricular stuff. So if there is a kid that is actually picking on him and push comes to shove, then I've, you know, obviously fully expect him to like handle biz, right? But yeah. so far, so good. Okay. So did Sebastian get a ass whooping like that? <laughs> what he, gave that he gave that bottle back, that's for sure. Okay. Oh, okay. There you go. Can I ask though, as I like... Obviously, is you're you're the father. Um, have you had the time, or well, I guess not time's best word. Sorry, wrong words to put. I guess was there ever a time where you've had to discipline Isaiah for like doing something that you knew was quite wrong? Uh, wrong, as in like a like get to how did you go about? teaching him wrong from right <laughs> man everything like you know obviously having an asian background you smack your kids right oh <laughs> <Hell> yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean like I mean, I mean i'm not saying like that's the best thing to do but like i think like when they do muck around you gotta show them like they can't do it you sort of gotta all right, so I don't want to come off sounding like I'm giving advice, but for me, I think a healthy fear, you know, like I, th- I think that's important. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. I, I agree to, to an extent. Like, yeah, there needs to be the acknowledgement that there are consequences to actions. Like, exactly. uh, if you do something that is not like agreeable for in the sense of morality or anything, I guess, and depending on what you, you kind of want to teach to your your children, uh, needs to be some sense that every action has a consequence, and whether it's good or bad. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I've never struck him to like like you know to the point where you get to call dogs or something, but like you use whatever methods work for you. You know, trial and error. I mean, like, <laughs> what happened? Like, the smack on the that buckle ass. side first, <laughs> or, or the, work. or your slippers, <laughs> or you you can uh, make him watch the corner of the wall for forty minutes. I don't know. 
Well, does that work? Actually, can I ask that? Like, have you had to like force him to stare at the wall and think about what he had to do? You know, it works sometimes, but it doesn't work for long because it's like, because obviously, if you're when you're a kid, you're staring at the wall. Like five minutes will feel like three days, right? (laughs) 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 But then, but then kids get crafty, man. Like they'll stare at the wall, but then when you're not looking, like I've seen him with toys in his hand. I don't know. So sometimes, like, I, I guess it depends on the age and certain situation. But yeah. Well, uh, we're approaching about the forty-minute mark. Um, I want to say thank you again for joining us. Uh, I know it's quite nerve-wracking, uh, but uh, yeah, we've slowly got into the point that we are at after doing it for a few weeks. Um, but yeah, once again, I want to say thank you for joining us and taking the time out to share your experiences and stories. Uh, yeah, does anyone else have any last questions? Do you have any last questions? I got, I got, I got a question. I got a question. All right. All right. I, I think I sort of know Chris's answer. But Here we go. When are you, when are you guys going to finally plant that seed? Uh, hopefully sometime next year or some sort. Uh, nice. I'm the only one that's, uh, I guess, getting uh, married this year uh, out of the three of us here. Um, yeah, so, yeah. I, I can only speak on my behalf. Any time, any, any plans soon, Warrens? Oh, man. Um, probably, like, well, I still have to get, like, engaged per se more than anything, hey, so... Um... I don't know. Like to be honest, Gisep, man, I look. I actually look up to you as an inspiration, bro. Like to all the boys and stuff, in terms of you know being how mature you are and stuff, and like because it didn't even seem like you know um you were struggling and stuff like throughout that time. So, um yeah, I actually, I actually out of out of all the boys, I don't know with these guys, but I felt like I was the one looking most forward to hearing your story and stuff. And yeah, for me, bro, like um if financially I would better be better, I reckon I'll go it'll go faster, huh? But I think. Yeah, probably the next two years, eh? Like, that process, I would say, man. Uh, going on my timeline. Yeah, that sounds good. You gotta take care of life first. When is a thug, man? He's already got, like, five kids overseas. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, I'm not John Burr. <laughs> Crap, he's gonna kill me. Oh, he's back. gonna jump on down. He's gonna <laughs> kill you. <laughs> hey, man, you got TK. I'll have to get someone else. John's, will kill. John's gonna kill me later, bro. Oh, yeah, but you, Chris, did you... Have you had... You have a timeline in your mind with that kind of stuff? Uh, Whenever the next accident is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, man, like, it's just, I don't know, man, like, for me, it would have to happen how it happens with Giuseppe, to be honest, because, like, it's not something I planned for, like, ever. I don't know if, if that's in my timeline. Um, but if it happens, it happens, right? I think I'll do well. Um, I'm surrounded okay. by people who would... Um, who would like give me all the advice in the world like Giuseppe's done it before. Um, you know, so it would be all good, but just not in my timeline. Sounds good. Stay, good question, Stay strong. Stay strong. Yeah. This guy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no natural, oh, my dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, it's only a matter of time, Chris, if it's all natural, bro. <laughs> Hashtag risky. <laughs> All right. Uh, I want to say thank you again for joining us, Giuseppe. Yeah, man. And taking the time out to share your experiences and stories again. Um, thank you for everyone that's listening. 
and uh, hope to see you next time. Right, GG, guys. Well played.